0: Welcome to the Love Good Podcast, brought to you by our patrons, where you learn how to love what is good and become what you love. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and the art of being human. We're more than a subscription company. Love Good is a movement of artists, patrons, and young people who believe in the power of beauty to change the world. And we're so pumped you're here. What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for tuning in. And for all of our American listeners out there, happy Thanksgiving. Hope all of you are just having an amazing start to the holiday season. It's hard to believe it is upon us. I was talking to a friend this morning whose dad lives in Michigan and they have over three feet of snow on the ground. I think he lives on one of the lakes. And I just can't even imagine that. All right. It's 40 degrees and I'm freaking out in Nashville. And there are people who are three feet under. So that's wild. And I hope wherever you find yourself that if you're not being warmed by the weather, at least by family and friends and just the beginning of a lot of good cheer, because this is an incredible season of hope, even in the mess and the chaos of life. And that is so much of what my conversation today with Sandra McCracken is about. She's an incredible singer-songwriter. She's been making music in Nashville for over 20 years, I think. And she's someone that I have been a fan of, I've been aware of, I've been listening to her and a lot of the collaboration she's been a part of since the beginning of her career. So it was a huge privilege for me to sit down with her. And it's not the first time she was actually a featured guest on a bonus episode of the podcast two summers ago. But today we really unpack all the depth and all of the beauty around her brand new Christmas album. We also have a really fun time with her only a few months old baby, whose name is Sam, who you're going to hear from quite a bit on this episode. And also, as always, I've got a really special announcement about halfway through, about how you can get your hands on a free copy of Sanja's brand new Christmas album. It's going to come to you autographed and you pretty much can't find it this way anywhere else. As always, thanks for tuning in. I'll be back in just a few moments with Sandra McCracken. Jesus. Welcome to the Love Good Podcast.
1: Thanks so much, Jimmy. Good yeah. to be with
0: you. Yeah, welcome back. Actually, it's been, I think, about a year and a half since you came on in the yeah. summer bonus episode. And yeah. we loved it. And obviously we're down here in the studio today. We were up in the kitchen last time around. But the great joy and maybe the great difference today is that you have your your son Sam with yes. you. So for those who aren't <laughs> yes. watching, if anybody hears any if strange hear noises, him. it's not me. It's not Sandra. Yeah. It is He's- Sam. Showing off. Look at him. Trying he's to join,
1: join in the conversation. <laughs> how, how old is Sam? He's five months. It's
0: amazing. Yeah. And how many kids do you have? So
1: this is number three.
0: Wow. Yeah. Too so good.
1: Family circus at this point.
0: I was going to say, because mm-hmm. obviously you've been doing the music thing mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. You know life on the road, but you also know life in Nashville. And people often wonder, mm-hmm. like, how do you keep all of that? Maybe not in balance. I've never mm-hmm. been a big fan of that word. Even like work-life balance doesn't make sense to me. But integration does, you know, mm-hmm. unity of life. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is like part of the thing. You go between chaos and order all the time, right? But how do you do it as a mom, yeah. as an artist, as a wife, everything, as a friend? Uh,
1: yeah, it's, I mean, it de- to, integration is a word I, I gravitate toward as well. I think there's mystery to it and there's... Uh-huh. N- I would say the work of it is constantly recalibrating and bringing order out of chaos. Yeah. And that might look like stewarding ideas alongside folding laundry and taking (laughs) care of people. And, you know, I would say I've learned—the practices I've learned over the years would be (laughs) around— He's normally very quiet. We'll see how he does today. But it's like— Just the giving margin where I can give margin. So if I'm disciplined about right when I get back in town, trying to make margin so that I can get the house in order, to reset and hit reset both personally and domestically. And that might mean going to the grocery store. Things like that are so small and ordinary, but they kind of fuel the rest. So if that's not done, the creative work doesn't really take, precedence, you know, mm. um, so you have to. I don't know. I'm constantly trying to navigate those different <laughs> those different elements, you know. So, and I think there are sometimes I'm in over my head, and I think, okay, next season I need to do less of X, Y, or Z. Totally. And then I rebalance, but it's probably the same, right? No matter what life us. station you're in, yeah. Because it was that way in college. It was like that as a student, where mm. you're trying to juggle a bunch of different classes and credits and they're all different mm-hmm. and then you have a job and then you have you know their community and the people that you spend time with and that's right so yeah I don't have a lot of Netflix in my life these days yeah, but no I mean it, I you know? yes. yeah. so if I can you know play play a game of cards with the kids or a crossword puzzle or like those little moments are you know, part of it too.
2: it's so cool.
0: Yeah, and it seems like anytime there's too much order, predictability, mm-hmm. I mean, my tendency is to invite in some chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's the mm-hmm. inner entrepreneur, the inner artist. We've all got that yeah. part of us that doesn't ever want to get too bored, too, yeah. this is how things have always been. You yes. know,
1: That's good to hear. I mean, yeah. I think that would be the same.
0: No,
2: that's cool. I
1: don't know if I actively recognize when I'm creating chaos but <laughs> you can look back in the review mirror and see yeah. it's always there so cool <laughs> So I must be creating it
0: and how much of your creativity comes truly out of chaos out of suffering out of ordinary life out of mm. discipline and intentionality versus really crazy spontaneous mm. moments or spurts of of artistry
1: well I think for me the creative process is connected to um trying to understand the emotion that's going on so the emotion is not the whole point but it is an indicator of of what's there and Mm -hmm. and so as I try to learn and pay attention to how I'm responding to things and what's beneath the surface of those things I think that's where the creativity really comes comes forward and one of the, I mean, something like that that has been helpful is like, is creative writing in the middle of like, not just songwriting, but creative writing in the middle of like, other work. Hmm. And then if I, if I don't think, oh, I'm going to sit and write a song, then sometimes I can actually more easily write if I'm yeah. just putting pen to paper yeah. and have no agenda. Awesome. So a creative writing exercise or or something to just get the wheels turning can help when yeah. I've been in the middle of a lot of other things.
0: And what I also love so much about your career, what I know about it is you've obviously collaborated with endless amounts of other artists. Mm-hmm. You've you've been in bands, you've been a solo artist, you've done really sacred projects, you've done, you know, seemingly more secular ones and everything in between and I, to me that indicates that you are living <laughs> your humanity really well because mm-hmm. there's a certain sense in which you can engage with a lot of different environments. You know how to speak and write and therefore, you know, really pull people's hearts out in a lot of different areas of life. Sometimes you, you can't help but kind of wonder about somebody who only ever writes or thinks or talks about a single thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think faith in particular in relationship with the Lord leads us to a, a whole new Lens through which we see mm-hmm. everything, right? Yeah. What's been that journey for you, you know, from the 2015 release of Psalms to the most mm-hmm. recent Christmas album that we'll talk about in a few moments? Um, mm-hmm. Back to the, the first time you ever, wrote, you know, sat down to write a song, maybe even on accident. I don't know how this whole thing got started for you. Mm-hmm. If you discovered it <laughs> sort of out of the blue or if it was something you were really chasing after. Yeah, but how do you navigate all those different realities and, and yet keep yourself rooted somehow as well?
1: Well, that's I like right now so you are look, juggling Sam and <laughs> some tough questions, juggling, you know? juggling <laughs> while well, kind of, kind of thinking contemplatively about the whole picture. <laughs> I would say, I mean, you, you said you asked the question and then you said since 2015, and I would say those are two different answers. So probably mm. the majority of my. You know, what I draw from was probably early on, like scripture memory and hymns and all the things that you take in. It's almost like this first half of life thing that everything that you absorb then is what kind of starts to, you know, come out of you under stress or under um, both in in positive ways and and during times of stress. Um, Yeah, I think. But it, since 2015, I would say it just feels a little bit like a little bit like a three ring circus, and there's yeah. and there's a sense of what one of the practices that's been life giving to me is spending time in prayer where it wasn't study, not mm. just study, but yeah. actual like attentive listening kind of prayer.
2: Totally.
1: Usually with like in solitude with a candle in the like that would mean early morning or late at night, <laughs> and that has been that has been good. And in some ways there's like sometimes in your life like I I think that sleep is less of a lug I mean I just don't have it as much yeah. these days. So when you have other perks like okay, if I'm going to be awake, what are we going to talk about, Lord? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> let's, let's embrace this. And um I think I think that has it's not just the silver lining. It's it's that it's just a different stage of life. Totally. So I don't know if that's a- good answer to the question but um it's helpful though because life
0: comes in seasons yeah you know and actually I was just on the phone with a good friend of mine up in Charlevoix Michigan right before you got here and he was describing the season that he was in and even hearing him describe it helped me think well where am I right now Mm -hmm. What is it that I'm learning? How am I struggling? And it's very different from where I was in 2015 too. Mm. And that hopefully true of all of us to live is to change.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: To become perfect is to change often, you know, Mm. it's a definite journey. I love that distinction between prayer and study actually, because sometimes you open up scripture, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you sit down to pray even in silence and you forget to be still. Right. You know, like Sam cannot be still. <laughs> yeah. We can't expect that of Sam. Sam what's up? You know,
1: <laughs> you want to contribute. Oh goodness. But as, talk about it. as
0: life goes on, we need that stillness yeah, we and that do. silence.
1: I mean, and then there's the, the other part of it is that, that it's just about habit, you know, totally. it's like the power of habit. So whatever the things are that you're doing, those are really making up the substance of your day or yeah. of your, at your life and so whether that's lit- whatever those liturgies are
2: yeah
1: um and and I think picking up new things and realizing like stopping to realize okay I need to be outside more I need to take walks this mm. is life giving for me being in the woods or yeah. you know actually that that's one for me as as a uh, someone who leans toward heady emotional mm. stuff in the work I really need to take walks and be on my feet and totally. and that yeah, I think that that has to be intentional because otherwise, I'll just sit and and kind of forget that yeah. I haven't had lunch and I totally. and I haven't like moved from my computer or whatever <laughs> it is, you know, because I'm working on something. So You're in the zone, in the yeah. zone. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. So, One of the best uh, silent retreats I ever went on. I don't know if if that's a very common thing, but I like to go on a five day silent uh, retreat about once a year. And a few years back, I went up to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Because I'd heard about this mm. like exorcist, like this very beautiful oh, wow. but kind of intense priest up there, who was great for silent retreats. And by like
1: the, he, he hosts them and he does kind of like per-
0: personal. So you meet with him oh, for gosh. an hour every morning, and then he just sends you on your way. And by by day three, he looked at my journal, and we had been having these conversations, pretty intense, pretty deep. And he goes, Jimmy, I don't I don't think you've really prayed yet. Like I've not seen receptivity in you. I've not seen silence in you yet." And that day he said, oh, wow. okay, every night I need you to go for an hour long walk and you're not going to pray, you know, anything memorized. You're not going to go out and, and try to like intensely listen to God, you know,
2: mm-hmm. just, just to be with him. Be.
0: Yeah. Just to be And our world. Doesn't really celebrate being celebrates doing.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think that's, that's a, a real leads to a real deficit of contemplation, a deficit mm-hmm. of, of just even leisure in our lives, you know? Wonder, yeah. awe, all the things that that beauty reminds us of, that music reminds us yeah. of, and maybe especially that Christmas reminds us of. So that's, that's yes, our transition okay. point. <laughs> this is obviously a very exciting time. Is this your first full-length Christmas yes, album? Yes, it is. Well done. It's, thank you. It's amazing. You. I Thanks do feel so like I'm much. sitting by the fire with you, with the Christmas tree, oh, and the glad. whole thing's unfolding. It's a beautiful album cover. I love the tracks that you chose. And like in a very particular way, I was just like so happy to see some of those collaborations. I'm a huge oh, Gabe Dixon fan. Me too. Um, I obviously, for a long time, have really, really respected the work that you've done at a distance. And then maybe especially like people like Josh Girls who you see out there doing this kind of indie Christian thing with so much artistry. I love knowing that y'all are friends. I'm assuming that, you yeah. know, those are people that you don't just record with, but yeah. that you do life right. with, you know?
1: yeah so I mean most of the project was done in in the room for in the room together with like a handful of folks yeah and then yeah. a few of those elements would have come in long distance sure. so which is the magic of technology but you really I think this record has it holds together because it was basically um, hit record yeah. spend three days and then stop and mm. then <laughs> and and then it was just Russ. Russ Long, who did the engineering, the mixing, he has has the ability. He but he recorded an al- or did the mixing on an album in two thousand five called "The Builder and the Architect," mm. which was my first run at home recording. So some of the, that was the first time I'd ever been kind of been able to just, you know, throw all the pain on the canvas and and then let Russ clean it up. Yeah. Basically. And then cool. that's still what I think what he is so good at maintaining the space in the room and yeah. inviting people into that. So yeah, the collaboration is essential to it. And I'm actually I've actually been writing a little blurb about each one of the people that are part of it. And I hope to post those soon. But it it feels like rather than just saying like this is me doing a thing. It's like, this is a particular combination of people in a room making music and a record, a recording of that.
0: We'll be back in just a moment with Sandra McCracken. All right, everybody, the announcement you've been waiting for, I'm I'm sure you've kind of already got a sense of where this is going because I've I've already mentioned you can get a free copy, autographed of Sandra's brand new Christmas album, but you're probably now wondering how. So here's what you want to do. This is a once- maybe twice, three times a year opportunity that we present where you can become a Love Good patron for free. You get your first month free, okay? So literally for the next 30 days, you can have a welcome package at no cost, okay? And if you don't like what you're getting, you can unsubscribe. That's the Love Good guarantee. So it's kind of crazy. At the lowest level, $5 a month, you get all of our digital content, the full-length videos of the podcast, of Love Good Academy talks, even our monthly live streams. There's like secret house concerts that you get to be a part of online $10 a month, you get this beautiful, beautiful brand new book we've just published by George McDonald. He was hugely influential in the life of Lewis, Tolkien, Chesterton, and many others. And so we're really excited about that publication. The $25 a month, folks, they're getting not only Sandra's CD autographed, but also Stephen Day's CD autographed, as well as a beautiful 2020 art calendar. But for $50 a month, you get a vinyl copy of Andrew Peterson's brand new Christmas record. You get a beautiful, really, really, tasty bag of coffee curated by Lovegood and roasted by our friends down in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Rembrandt's Coffee, as well as a really cool, beautiful wood-burned ornament, Christmas ornament. So at every level of patronage, there's a lot of excitement, but this is the one time, at least for the next few months, where you can subscribe as a patron, at no cost. Your first charge to the account will actually be a month from when you subscribe. You have until midnight on Black Friday to, to make this happen. Again, go to joinlovegood.com. The coupons are built in to every level of patronage and we cannot wait to have you on board and to have you investing in not only music, books, and art, but more specifically culture itself, knowing that beauty has the power to truly transform our world from the inside out. Again, for all the details, go to joinlovegood.com and i get kind of excited on october every year when all these new christmas records are coming out and yours was an early early november release and so you know by whatever it was friday november 10th i was i was listening on (laughs) repeat and i think there's something about this time of the year and maybe in my own heart there's a little bit of that darkness there can be a little bit of boredom there can Mm. be You know, I don't know, leading into the holidays is not always the easiest thing for some people, you know?
1: I don't know if it feels like that for you, but October feels packed. It starts to get, you know, August starts to ramp into September, and into October, you're just on, like, overload. Totally. And then the holidays, so sometimes that's really busy for people, and other times that time can just be a shift. Yeah. It's either lonely or more intense in terms of expectations like, oh, the family or it, whatever your family dynamics are or whatever your holiday. I mean, there can be a lot of pressure on those those weeks leading up to the end of the year.
2: Mm.
1: And I don't know. I think that this project was one, without wanting to add to the noise of that, wanting yeah. to just just to kind of celebrate mm-hmm. and have, have a sense of both rest and... Just to invite people to the party a little bit. That's it.
0: That's exactly how it feels. So there's this community dynamic where I feel like I'm kind of being invited into your living room. You know, a family sense. But then also there's a there's a rest and a contemplation from start Mm. to finish. And I say that's pretty rare, I think, to strike that balance, maybe especially Mm. in a Christmas (laughs) album when you could have gone in so many different directions. Yeah. What is it that you think most of us need to hear? Like what does it really mean to embrace this eternal truth that God took on human flesh that he pierced through the darkness and, and how have you experienced that in your own life?
1: Hmm. I mean, I think if the music, if these songs could be like another touch point to Hmm. the story to where you, you would just remember that it is an actual story that, that you could feel some renewal around that, not just as a concept, but as a physical reality, historical reality. And, and I think by approaching that in such a messy, down to earth way, I think, you know, and some of that, as we were talking about <laughs> contemplation. So I would say, if I, if I look at my life, in the arc and in, in just the rhythms of it, my I had a season of contemplation from probably 2015 until Sam. June 15 when <laughs> Sam was born, right? So contemplation becomes something else, and it, and I think it's important to remember. Like I mean, if I learned anything from reading francis Schaeffer and thinking about you know what like all of life is spiritual yeah. like this is contemplation too right <laughs> this chaos that is and yeah. it's just it's almost comical that it's that it's woven into this conversation we're having and i don't always have him in for this but there's something in it's where it's like okay this is what it is yeah. and i think even in this record like Sam was in for the recordings and he was like, I mean, weeks old. And yeah, wow. we would, he's so quiet most of the time. And we would, we'd forget he'd be in the other, in the other room, somebody would be tracking guitars and Sam, we would have forgotten he was in there and he'd just be in there. And so we were listening and like, where's Sam? Oh, he's in, he's in there with Anthony. It's totally fine. We'll get him after this day. And I think just the continuing to move forward. I think that is so much how, we see the experience of Jesus coming and being being born into the middle of our lives like That's he's right. literally not what we expected mm. and there is a disruption of it and it's not a it's not a royal kingly thing in a in a or a political it is all those things but yeah. not in the way we thought it would be mm. in the most surprising way Yeah. So in in the same way, I think my experience of life has shifted to where contemplation and even rest and and it looks different than it did a few years ago. Mm. And yet I will say again, because rest is not dependent on me and my actions and not me having this like, you know, monastic prayer life, it means that the spirit is with me just like he was when I was had an hour every morning with a candle and no one else in the house awake you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like those that that season is not this one and yet i just think it comes out in the christmas record itself it's like you kind of mm. hear oh all right we're in a different stage but rallying that group of people together brought a lot of joy and i think i think you can hear that too absolutely um, so I got to be part of something really, really cool that I I don't think I'm, I don't think I have to be at the middle of it. I think it's just a thing that carries us because this story mm-hmm. has so much, it just reverberates, Absolutely. you know, and we need to hear it. And that old gospel song, Jesus, What a Wonderful Child, is like a good mm-hmm. example of it. It's like, I heard it a few years ago. My husband played it for me on an old gospel recording. And I was like, what is this song? And had never heard it before. And... It's one of my favorites on the record because it it just kind of says, "Jesus, what a wonderful child. In a sense, it's like gospel contemplation, yeah, in a very simple song, but thrown together like like a banquet. yeah, you know, so That's so cool. I don't know. that that one feels like a bit of a centerpiece to the to the project because of yeah. all those elements being thrown in.
0: It's really cool. You don't actually think about joy and festivity. You know, colliding with rest and contemplation very mm-hmm. often, but that's got to be like those moments have to be the best foretaste we ever get of heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, Um mm-hmm. tell me a little bit like what's what's it like bringing new life into the world, into a world that you know is very different than the one you were brought into. You know, like you think about huh. a culture of noise, a culture of isolation, and here you are putting on a record of rest, community, family, mm-hmm. collaboration. You know, we're maybe a bit spoiled living here in Nashville. There's a lot of just really good people who are faithful, who are creative, who are intentional in how they live. But that's so not the norm. Mm. And I wonder, what is the the hope and perhaps even the anxiety you sometimes feel as a mother?
1: Well, there's no shortage <laughs> of anxiety as a mother. I mean, <laughs> that's, that would be a long podcast to talk about all those things. But it it is... I don't know. I mean, in a sense, it's what we've all, it's what people are wired for. It's what we do. So we're, if we live and make decisions, you know, following the curve of desire, it's like, okay, this is maybe not what I planned or not where I thought I'd be or, you know, but yet we follow these plot points, these coordinates of like, okay, well, from here to there, this is the trajectory I'm on now, you know, and then we try to be faithful and, honor God with all of it just lay it out before Him. when it's messy or when it's when it's something you're proud of or when it's something you feel like is a failure all of those places I think are opportunities to know and be known by God Mm. and it sounds heady and spiritual and in a sense it is but on the other hand it's it's so ordinary
2: yeah
1: and it's not anything new and it's not unique to Nashville and it's not unique to like in some ways I have a really weird job and I recognize that (laughs) And then in other ways, it's like, it's just, it's just another way of carrying out, you know, a vocation. Yeah. It, it has some quirks, you know, but most jobs do.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
1: so I think in the last few years, just family life has grounded me so much in that. And and I I think I can... I would hope, when I look down the road, that in ten years, however many records sold or however however successful that might seem, none of that really matters, mm. you know. And it's, and I think that's something to celebrate, not to be depressed about, Absolutely. if that makes sense. It's Absolutely, like, I, I think that's not really the real substance of who we are. So mm. all of those circumstances around can change, and yet there is a sense that we are that all things work for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So this Absolutely. this theological idea has daily application or mm. resonance.
0: That must have been particularly true when you realized you were recording a Christmas album with a few-week-old <laughs> baby <laughs> yes. in your hands, right?
1: Yeah. That must have been cool. For sure. I think the first song that was written for the album was All Is Well, and I wrote it with Cindy mm. Morgan. <clears throat> and we were, she didn't, I, I was, just like a few months pregnant. She didn't know yet, but I teared up like while we were writing, we were reading some poems by Lucy Shaw from a book called Poems of the Incarnation. And Cindy and I had been writing, we were wanting to write some Christmas music. And this was before I really knew the record would come together or not. And, but yeah, writing the lines about, again, trying to get to that very tangible place. Like, you just imagining the scene of Jesus' birth, and and your father's arms they tenderly catch you. Your mother's tears baptize your head. Mm. Be still. I mean, just this this quietness and yet the messiness. Again, yeah. it's both. And yeah. I maybe you didn't even realize all that until this conversation. How much <coughs> how much those two streams come together in the incarnation and it's how amazing. they are very present in my life at yeah. <laughs> yeah. the same time, the both end. And
0: it bolsters you with with confidence <laughs> and hope in the Lord that, you know, our lives are meant to mirror His in the same way. In fact, our, our life, our death, our own resurrection are meant to mirror mm-hmm. His, that there's a mess and also a rest you know right at the heart of the of the human experience. So <laughs>
2: that's Sanja, good news.
0: Yeah, it is good news. I'm really excited and and really privileged to get this album into the hands of our patrons. In fact, at the time of this podcast releasing, those packages are well on their way to about nine different countries across awesome. the world. So massive thanks for letting us come alongside you in this season. And for letting us hear some of the stories behind the album, even behind some of the songs. And especially for sharing Sam with us. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh, man.
1: It is our pleasure. Thank you so (laughs) much. Thanks for letting us just bring the whole three-ring circus in here. I love it.
0: (laughs) Before we forget to say this, how can we stay in touch on social media, your website, all of the above?
1: Yeah. The website is SandraMcCracken.com. and. All the music is on Spotify and places where you'd stream. So we'd love to have you share it. So thankful.
0: All that will be the episode notes of this particular podcast. And Sandra, thanks so much for coming in. Sam, until our next, all right?
1: Yes, he's glad to be up here. He wants to share the microphone.
0: (laughs) One last chance. There it is.
1: (laughs) God bless you guys. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Told you so. It was going to be an amazing conversation, and it was. Oh, man, I could probably have sat there with Sandra for another hour, and and that's kind of what ended up happening, actually, because she hadn't autographed a lot of the CDs, so we sat there, and while I was taking the the plastic off of the, the CDs themselves, she was sitting there with the Sharpie and juggling Sam, and she's really everything you think she is. So authentic. Ah, uh, so in love with the Lord, and so very much alive in her faith, and especially in her craft as an artist. So again, what a joy, what a privilege. I know you've heard all about it, but be sure to go to joinlovegood.com to become a patron for free. And you only have until midnight on Black Friday to pull this off. So again, joinlovegood.com. Next week, I'm super excited to invite back one of our contributors, Father Ryan Adorjan. He's gonna be on, it's December 3rd, Tuesday, December 3rd, that episode will release. And as you've learned, we release a new episode every Tuesday. And I really just feel like we're at the beginning of something incredibly great. I I have this sneaking suspicion that season three will just fade into perpetual episodes. And I actually would love to know what you think about that. So if you would like to see not you know, a summer break with bonus episodes and not, you know, the 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 big lead up to another season like season four. If you just want to continue to see a new episode every Tuesday until the end of time, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Just go to uh, the Love Good Culture handle and DM us and give us some feedback on that. We'd be very curious to hear what you think. All right, guys, have an amazing rest of your Thanksgiving week if you're in America. And if you are anywhere else, have a great start to this holiday season. I hope you're drinking lots of peppermint mocha. I already am. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. Tell your friends all about us. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. Start enjoying our exclusive content and seasonal packages that will raise your standard for music, books, and art and inspire you to build a better culture. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.